Hello, welcome to or welcome back to the Improving Imperfectly podcast. I am your host, Atlanta Yakubowski. Today, I'm going to share five strategies that have helped me get better at reaching my goals. And hopefully, you can take something from the episode that is helpful for you as you set and work on achieving your own goals. Jumping right into things, if you haven't already, I recommend clarifying your whys for achieving your goals to help keep you motivated. I think we all experience the same sort of initial excitement when you first set a goal. And with that, I think we also all experience that excitement and motivation fizzling off. A classic example of this is New Year's resolutions. I know I am not the only one that has been really motivated to achieve a New Year's resolution for like a week or two and end up giving up on it. And I think the reason a lot of us give up on our goals so quickly is because we get distracted by life, which is totally fair. We get distracted by other priorities and challenges that come up. So more recent goals that we set for ourselves often get put on the back burner. So if you are wanting to try and figure out the why behind your goals, an exercise you can try out is to write down your goal or your goals that you have, and then below each one of them, answer, why do I want to achieve this goal? Then underneath your reasonings that you write, you can answer, why is that my reason? And you might feel like a little kid asking yourself why so many times, but when you ask yourself why you have a goal like three to five times, you'll be able to find out the deeper reason behind why you want to achieve it. And this can also help you change your goal to something more meaningful if you realize that your why for achieving a goal is maybe for someone else or for something other than yourself. And once you set goals that have meaningful whys, you can then start intentionally reminding yourself of them. And this is helpful for keeping yourself motivated when things get tough, because as we all know, things are going to get tough. So you could make a vision board that encompasses your whys, make a phone reminder, print photographs, or even just write your whys on a sticky note or something and stick it on your computer monitor. Whatever works best for you, just make sure to put it in a place that you look often so that it can serve as a constant reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. And on that note, I think a lot of us don't feel like we need reminders and almost have pride in not giving ourselves reminders. In case that is you, I want to offer a new way of looking at reminders. So most of us recognize that self-care is something that we should do. We are all for taking baths, painting our nails, and doing those sorts of things. Giving yourself reminders of what you want to do is a form of self-care because you are caring about your future self by taking something off of their plate, especially because we have so many things that we need to keep track of. So I don't know why we wouldn't use the tools available to us to make things easier. So if you don't already give yourself reminders, please take this as your gentle reminder. Is that what they call it? I don't want to be mean, but if you aren't giving yourself reminders, please try it out. I promise that future you will really appreciate it. Moving on to my next recommendation 
I suggest breaking your goals down into daily or weekly habits that you can track. I love doing this because breaking down a goal into steps helps keep me from getting overwhelmed and wanting to quit. So I'll share with you an example of what breaking down your goal might look like. Say you want to pay off your student loans. This goal can feel pretty intimidating, at least it does for me. So a way to make it less overwhelming is by coming up with a goal that serves as a step that you can take towards paying off your student loans. So after doing some brainstorming, maybe you come to the conclusion that your first step would be to create a budget and set money aside every month to put towards paying off your student loans. But maybe the thought of making a budget is overwhelming as well. So you can break that down even smaller. So now you're trying to think of a daily or weekly habit that you could start doing that would help you reach that goal of making a budget. An example of a daily goal that you could set is spending 20 minutes a day researching different budgeting tools because there's so many out there and that can be what's overwhelming too is just the amount of information out there about things. But anyway, you can do that every day until you find a method for budgeting that you want to try. And once you pick out that method that you want to do for budgeting, you can then set a new goal that will help you inch your way closer to paying off your student loans. So in that example, you can see that I turned a pretty big and overwhelming goal into something a lot more manageable. But a downside to it that I have noticed myself is that breaking down big goals into smaller goals can make reaching goal feel a lot further away. And that brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is habit tracking. Habit tracking helps keep me motivated to continue making progress towards achieving my goals, even when I feel like I am not getting anywhere. And the reason habit tracking works is because it gives our mind that satisfaction of achieving something. And as humans, our minds want to be able to physically see progress as sort of proof that there is change actually occurring. And this physical proof is what's going to give your mind that motivation to keep going. It might sound silly, but habit tracking has actually changed my life. So I'll share a couple of the different ways that I have done it in case you want to try it out for yourself. So the first way you can track habits is by doing it physically on paper. You can write one out yourself by just writing down your habit and making seven squares and checking it off every day that you do it. Or there are a lot of options for things like planner inserts or notepads that have habit trackers built into them. The easiest way for me to explain it is that it's basically a chore chart for adults. And similar to how kids might use stickers to mark off doing something every day or every week, you can use stickers too. I, for one, have used stickers and it makes things a lot more fun. I refuse to let stickers just be for children. So you can use stickers or you can just use a pen or pencil and do a classic check mark. But when you check off something on a habit tracker, it is similar to that dopamine rush that you get when you cross off something on your to-do list. And similar to why we make a to-do list, a habit tracker helps remind us of what we want to get done. Another way you can track your habits is by using an app on your phone. 
Shout out to my friend Owen, who shared an awesome app in the Improving Imperfectly Facebook group. The app is called Habit Tracker, and if you search for it in your app store, you'll see that there are a ton of different habit tracking apps. So in case you're interested in trying out this one specifically, it's the one with the coral background and a check mark that has a almost complete circle around it. And the reason I really like this app is because you can turn the habit tracker that you set up in the app into a widget on your home screen. And a widget is just a way to make whatever app you're using visual on your home screen. So like I have one with the weather So I don't even have to open the weather app to see what the temperature is outside. So you're able to do that with this habit tracking app and it makes a really aesthetically pleasing habit tracker that I have right on my home screen. So every time I unlock my phone, it's the first thing I see. And since I'm on my phone pretty often, it's almost impossible for me to forget about my habit tracking. So that's what I've been doing recently for the habit tracking. I've only been using this app like a week, but I really like it. All right, going off of that, I have been working on getting better at allowing myself to change my approach for reaching goals. When I set goals and come to a roadblock or just feel like something isn't right, I get really overwhelmed and usually spiral with negative thoughts. And when this happens, I feel like I don't have the energy or space in my mind to reframe my thoughts and do all of these things that I know are helpful. So when I get overwhelmed, I naturally shut down and stop trying to reach the goal altogether because in those moments where I'm really uncomfortable, I feel like quitting is the only way for me to escape. So in other words, when I start to struggle with anything... I quickly turn into flight mode instead of considering going into fight mode. So an example of how you could change your approach for reaching a goal, let's just say that you want to get more physically active. And maybe the daily goal you set for yourself, or I guess let's do like a weekly one. Say you made a weekly goal to run a total of five miles every week. But then after you do it for a week, maybe you realize you don't enjoy running. So in this situation, I would personally just want to give up on the goal of getting more physically active altogether. But what I think we need to start allowing ourselves to do is change our approach for reaching the goal. I don't know if it's just me, but when I set a goal, I feel like I am writing it down in concrete. For some reason, when I adjust my goal or even just those steps for reaching goal, I feel like I've failed. So what I'm actively trying to do is start looking at challenges as simply an opportunity for me to adjust my approach. And if you think about it, when we allow ourselves to make these adjustments, we are also allowing ourselves to create a process that we truly enjoy doing, which ultimately allows us to create a life that we enjoy. Because... Our life is full of setting and reaching goals. And especially when we're doing things daily or weekly to help us get closer to reaching a goal, I think it's really important that we don't feel stuck doing something that we don't enjoy. Since there are a lot of 
different ways to achieve a goal. So I know for myself at least that I need to give myself permission to try out different methods for achieving the goals that I have. And with this thing that I'm very much still struggling with, I just do my best to reframe the automatic thoughts I have. And like I mentioned before, when I get overwhelmed, it's kind of hard for me to think about anything positive. So I find it helpful to have those physical reminders of the reframed thoughts I want to have. I've actually been messing around with making cute art designs that have those reframed thoughts that I want to have. So one day I might print them out and put them somewhere I look often to remind myself when I am struggling what thoughts I should be having. Or maybe I should say the thoughts I want to start having. Like maybe I'll make one someday that says something like your thoughts aren't written in concrete. (laughs) I'm not sure. I hope you get the idea. And going off of that one, I will move on to my next strategy, I guess you could call it, that I want to share with you all. And that is that I suggest setting and adjusting your goals to support your mental health. I believe that our goals and the steps that we establish for achieving a goal can and should change along with all aspects of our health. And I just think it's common and almost expected of us to disregard our mental health. So that's why I'm highlighting mental health with this one. So I went through a period last year where I was really struggling with my mental health. And thinking back to that time, I was setting goals like brushing my teeth, changing out of my pajamas on the weekends, and just like not quitting my job. Because at the time, those were some of the goals that my mental health could handle. And as a comparison, before that time period, I was setting goals related to wedding planning. And this is a prime example of how we need to start being proud of ourselves for accomplishing our goals, no matter what the goals are. Because on paper, a goal such as brushing my teeth every day doesn't sound very impressive. But in reality, it was impressive for me during that time last year. And I think it's also important to recognize that when we prioritize taking care of ourselves, especially when we are struggling with our mental health, we are actually preparing ourselves to thrive during other seasons in life where we're motivated to achieve goals that I guess society finds more impressive. And I do have to be honest and share that I felt pretty pathetic for setting goals such as getting through the workday without crying and changing out of my pajamas and whatnot. And when we feel pathetic or silly, it can be easy to let our emotions take control over our actions. So at that time where I felt silly for setting those goals, I easily could have disregarded my goals altogether And I think it would have been a lot more obvious that I wasn't reaching those goals. But I'm proud of myself for reaching those goals, even when I had no motivation to do it. Because in the end, it actually gave me momentum to set and achieve other goals. So last year, by setting goals that aligned with my mental health, along with support from my family, especially my mom and my now husband, who at the time was my fiancé, But with setting these type of goals 
And with my family's support, I was able to overcome a very difficult time in my life. And in case you're having a hard time understanding why you should prioritize your mental health, I want to give the, I believe, fairly commonly said example that if we had a workout routine and say I broke my ankle, I think everyone would expect me to adjust my workout routine. So it doesn't make sense why we wouldn't expect ourselves to change our routines when our mental health needs to be prioritized. And I feel like all of these points are just so smoothly going into the next one, but the last piece of advice I'm going to give you all today is to please ask for help when you need it. Asking for help shows strength, not weakness. And as a society, I hate how asking for help can be looked at as a weakness because in reality, it allows us to get so much further in life. Humans were designed to work together. And if we go long enough without asking for help, that's when we feel burnt out. And if we look at this in regards to mental health, things can get scary super quickly when we don't ask for help. I am so thankful that I asked for professional help with my mental health. And I want to be vulnerable and share that because I believe that unless we start normalizing and talking about asking for help, it's just going to continue being something that we all avoid. And I feel like this might be a good time to plug 988 in case you are someone that is listening and struggling right now. In case you weren't aware, you can call, text, or chat 988 online anytime. They are available 24-7. And when you call, text, or chat 988, you are connected with free professional help. Please use that resource if you ever need it. But even outside of mental health, we need to allow ourselves to ask for help in all aspects of life. For example, asking a coworker for help with the project, asking a teacher for clarification on a class assignment, asking a friend to help keep you accountable for doing something. The list goes on and on. And it's also important to realize that a lot of the people that we ask for help are actually paid to help, like it's their job. So in case that makes you feel any better about asking for help, I wanted to mention that because that kind of helped me, especially when I think about like asking my supervisor for help or calling customer service lines and all those sorts of things. If you ever need help brainstorming who to ask for help, you can post in the Improving Imperfectly Facebook group and we can help you brainstorm. So to summarize, the best pieces of advice that I can give you related to setting and achieving your goals is to one, clarify the why behind your goals, two, track your progress, three, change your approach instead of quitting, four, allow yourself to prioritize your mental health, and five, start asking for help when you need it. I hope you found this episode helpful, and if you did, please take a moment to share what you found the most helpful in the Facebook group because I would love to know. And until next time, let's continue improving imperfectly. Is that just so incredibly cheesy? 
I don't know if I can say that at the end of every episode, but that was just an idea I have. So maybe give me some outro ideas in the Facebook group too. Okay, goodbye.